What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the Porto Podcast in English. I'm your host, Rui Dos Santos, and I am with Jason Regu. We're both back from our trips, and most of all, most important, Jason, you came back from your honeymoon, recently married. How is everything going with you, man? How was your trip? It was great. We uh, we went to San Miguel in the Azores, and uh, I actually caught a game. I managed to slip in a soccer game on my honeymoon. We went to go see Santa Clara versus Penafiel. Nice. Two, so, that was two, a good one. Two former uh, teams in the in the Primera Liga. Um, yes, yeah, man. So, geez, talk, talk a little bit about your trip, man. What'd you guys end up doing out there? I've been to San Miguel. I went to San Miguel about five years ago. I absolutely loved it. The nature, even the food is pretty good as well. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's a very green island. <laughs> yeah, so that, green to say the least. With a ton of moisture, that, that island can grow anything. Yeah. I swear. But uh, we, we ended up staying in Ponta Delgada. And uh, we made our way from the west coast to the northwest. We, we did a whole circle around the island. Yep. We ended up just traveling. We we saw the Setsi Dodge, of course. So you got the natural, got the volcanoes with the, the nice little lagoons. And, I mean, we experienced the food, which was great. I mean, even, listen, we had the Burger King over there, and the meat there was just so much better than the meat in our Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the quality, you know they're not approving crappy quality over there. Like, the, the government's like, no, whatever you're sending to America, that's, that, that well, grade does not, is not approved over here. One, no, 100%, man. I, like, every time I go, because I never eat, I never really eat fast food. It's very rare. But yep. every time I go to Europe or even if I go like when I went to Argentina and Uruguay, I had McDonald's there. I always try McDonald's in Europe just one time uh, on yep. each trip just to try it, just to see how how different it is. And it's so funny in Portugal because they have like the the McBifana and they have called Verde <laughs> and they even have like Superbock or Sags on draft. It's amazing. Yep. <laughs> like I'd be hanging out there every now and then like, geez, uh, like go to a McDonald's and have a beer and a little McBifana. Oh, yeah. All set. But um, yeah, but yeah, man. Yeah, I, the island. Yeah, go go ahead. Go ahead. Natural beauty, man. It's just it's crazy, just how an island forms and just how it's a volcanic island, and you still have the Caldeiras, and the lifestyle there is still obviously very slow, and you can tell they don't let commercial business take over, and they have a lot of areas that can't be touched by humans, basically just preservation, and I don't know, they they do a good job over there. They keep the island clean. It's it's gorgeous. It has so many species of plants. They they've taken so many others and they've cultivated it and made it their own in the island. So, I mean, it's it's a great experience for anyone that has a chance to go there. I, I'd recommend it. Yeah, definitely. Did you end up trying the uh, the cuzidu that they uh, bury into the ground and they cook? You know, the meat so, uh, and the coves yeah. and all that stuff. So not this time around. I I did try it when I went back in two thousand seven, but. Uh, Kelsey and I, we, we don't really care for the Kazizu per se. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, I'll eat it, but it's definitely not my go to. Yeah. But I, I did take her to the spots where they do it and in, in the Furnish. So, yeah. It, it's cool. Yeah. It's it's good to try. It's not like, you know, the most appealing dish. I like it a lot. Yeah. I think it's delicious. Yeah. But when in Rome, you have to try it, you know. But yeah, uh, before we just jump into the game, um, I went to, when I went to the Azores. Did you end up making it to the Nordesh, where all the, like the flowers and the hills, oh, all the way up to yep. the top? Yeah, that's. So, I heard that's amazing. You're so high up. Yep, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, the bridges are. It's crazy. You're so high up when you're on their bridges over there. It's the air is. I don't even know how to explain it, but you just feel like the air is just a different quality. Like when you're super breathing, super therapeutic. You just, you feel it. Hit, 
when if when you feel it hit your face, you're just like something is different. You just know that it's clean. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's as natural as it gets that island. It's so green, so mm-hmm. you're breathing the freshest air, and plus you're by the sea or the ocean yep. for that matter. So it can't get any better than that high quality. And they air. don't, yeah, they don't allow like any harmful manufacturing on the island or anything like that. So yeah. that's another thing that helps keep the island clean. Yeah. Amazing. Definitely check it out if you all haven't been there. And Jason, once again, I gave a shout out in the last episode. Congratulations Appreciate uh, it. on the marriage. And I wish you both nothing but happiness, love, and health. So thanks, man. All right. Let's get into the the last couple of games. Obviously, we took a little vacation. The Porto podcast went on a honeymoon itself because I was away in Italy <laughs> uh, for work. And we're back at it. So let's go in chronological order here real quickly, Jason. So the Estrela da Madura game, 1-0 to Remy. The 29th minute goal was the deciding factor in this one. A lot of changes in this. The starting 11 saw a massive change. And on top of it, a weird formation change, which was you know nice to see. It's nice to experiment with. Uh, 3-5-2, uh, seven players got to start in their first game in this game alone. So a lot of fresh faces, a different approach to the game. Obviously it didn't play out as long as we wished because both Ivan Nielsen and uh, Marcanu picked up injuries. So we had to change everything. What did you think about the whole game, the whole starting? Let's start with the starting 11 here. I mean, we saw Navarro, Ivan Nielsen, Carmo, Borges, Varela, Jaime, and Franco all in the starting 11 and that with the three in the back. What'd you think of that? I really like this from him. Um, I think you need to, we need to get these guys incorporated, and why not just dive in like right before the Champions League, right? Keep keep whoever you want starting, I guess, rested, or if there's guys that you think are almost going to be your starters, get them incorporated and get them more familiarized with the team. But I, I think it was great um, overall. I, I want to see more of this from Sergio, just trying trying different things because I think we've. In the past, I think stagnation has killed them. Yeah. And I think sometimes his plan B wasn't really a plan B. It was just like minor adjustments. And I think we need to be able to be a little more dynamic on the fly. And he's probably, I mean, he's probably aware of this. And I mean, it's easier said than done, right? When it's its not my livelihood on the line, it's his. <laughs> so, but it's nice to see that he did this. I, I was impressed. Um, and I'm finally happy to see Karma in the lineup. I, I really want the kid to thrive. Like I'm rooting for him, so. We'll see. Yeah, definitely. And I think this was like a good way to introduce Carmo uh, into the starting lineup because back in the day at Braga, he he played in that back three. So it's something that yeah. he's pretty familiar with. He eased into this real well. And I think even when we had to switch back to the four in the back, he did really, really well. Uh, the midfield was a bit strange, no? Like when we look at Galindo and Borges being the, the, the wing backs. We had a midfield of Ivan Jaime, Alan Varela, and Andre Franco. What'd you think of that? Like Jaime and, and Franco, not really your your um, your traditional midfielders, more attacking minded midfielders, along with Varela just being that anchor. What'd you think of? Uh, what do you think Sergio was trying to get out of that? I I mean I think Varela is a force, man. I think the kid can cover a lot of ground. Yeah, I just think he's just showing that he's he's at the age where he can do the job. And just let the guys in front of him have less responsibility. I think it was fine. I think you need to try different things in the middle because that's another thing. Is like sometimes those guys play too much time, or we don't change it, and like teams just adjust to the way we're playing, or 
whether it's that or our t- guys get tired and we don't have anyone else to put in there. So I'm fine with it. Why not give it a shot? Yeah, definitely. And uh, so overall in this game, the way we played, what were your thoughts over, uh, throughout this entire game, how we played? I'm still, I think in, from this match, what I take away from it, like, yeah, it's fine. Like we got the three points, so I'm not complaining. But at the end of the day, I think it was just a frustrating game. And I think we need Porto needs to do a better job of understanding like the smaller teams are going to pack it in. They're going to keep it tight, but we need to we need to find ways to break them down, to bait them into opening up and finding those lanes, because it like we're. If we analyze the beginning of the season, it just looks like our guys are just out of form, but it's just, it's not that. It's just they're not able to play the, the way they want to play, but we need to find a new way to play. Like, it, it's just people, other teams are going to game plan for you. Like, I, I don't know what, like, there is to it. And then when you play, go to a small pitch, like, it's easier to pack it in. So we, we need to figure different things out. It's, it's not always going to be pretty. And sometimes it's going to be like this. And as long as we get the three points, it's okay. But I, it still looks like we don't. It's almost like we don't have a Forza in that final third where just to be, just to take a guy on, body him, and just get just break free. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think this is all a working progress? I know I touched up on it in the last couple of episodes when you weren't here. Uh, I believe it's a working progress. I think eventually we're going to start playing a little bit more positive football. But what do you think? Uh, is this just the team because of fresh faces and some players that departed, key players that departed over the summer? Do you think we're just we just need some time to figure things out, or do you think that the players that we have are good and they just can't work well together? What, what do you think it is? No, I, I think it's I. I mean, one thing you do see with Sergio's teams is we we don't come out of the gates blazing like it just. I, I don't know. It's just not the way they they are. I think he kind <laughs> of he he's he basically builds his players up as the season goes on, right? And the team tends to get better. So I think that's where we're at. Like you said, this. This team is like I'm happy with who we have, and there's going to be a, like I said at the beginning of the season, the starting eleven that was starting at the beginning of the season is not going to be the starting eleven for the season, and I think we're starting to see some change happen, and it's good to see. But yeah, the, these players are going to start to mesh; they'll get better chemistry as they play more together. But then again, like at the same time, like we still have guys with a lot of potential who we know will grow with age and more experience. And I think that's where we are is some guys are immature, but they will mature as they get more playtime. Yeah, well said. Well said. All right, let's move on to the Champions League game, the first leg of the group stage of this year's Champions League. We went on the road into Germany in Hamburg, where Shakhtar were the home side. We come out on top three to one over them. Goals from Galin, double, double, you know, the my boy. Your boy definitely <laughs> needed this. a double from him, and also the assist on Teremi's goal. The first half hour, like even if you just, I, I went back on YouTube just to just to see the highlight reel over again and 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 whatnot, just to see the things I missed. Half the clip was like was in the first half hour of the game. It, it was insane the amount of uh, how busy it was in the first half hour yeah. of the game. So it was great to to get these goals early on. I think that's exactly what we needed. We go into this game with Pepe suspended, so that's why he wasn't. And Sergio went back to this 4-4-2 formation. We saw Yostakiu and Zaidu get back into the starting lineup, and obviously Teremi as well. Uh, would uh, I, I don't know? Uh, <laughs> what do you? Would, would you? Uh, would you? What are your thoughts uh, on Porto's performance in this game, and what are the differences from what we've been seeing in the league? I thought it was a solid performance. I thought we came to play. Um, 
I definitely thought we were the better side, but I'm not going to say that Shakhtar was like a breeze because they definitely had their chances and they were fighting through the whole game. And there were moments where you're like, oh, crap, they're going to get back into this. But um, I mean, just looking at our guys coming up big in the Champions League, this is huge. Like they're just showing that these guys are coming to play and they, they want to wear that badge, whether it was Taremi in this game, whether it was Galenu, um, even Carmu, like he looked composed in this game. He didn't look like a fish out of water for once. So I, this this was impressive to me. We we typically don't win games in the first half in the Champions League. Where we usually like to play conservative and just feel it out, see what the other team's game plan is. And I, I was excited that we we went ahead early. They responded and we responded right back again. Like th- this is this performance made me very happy. I don't speak highly of many performances, but this was a good one. Definitely gives me a sense of positivity going forward. Yeah, definitely. And and forcing mistakes like we did on our yep. second goal. You know, we we didn't really lose our cool. We conceded shortly after we scored, and we forced the mistake. And Galen, who got on that interception and buried it right away, that's the Porto that we have always seen. That's the Porto that that has always thrived and and had big performances and big results. And, and regardless of the competition, whether it's the league, the Champions League, or any of the Tassas or whatever. So that was really good to see. And I think overall, too, we, we were controlling the game, creating opportunities. I think we could have scored a couple of more as well, which is really good yep. to see. And Shakhtar is a team that's very physical. They're pretty disciplined and organized. So when you go up against a team like this, I can kind of understand Sergio's approach in the uh, in the starting eleven, putting in Zaidu and Ostaku in two very um, you know fast physical guys, especially Ostaku, you know that covers a lot of ground and whatnot. Um, I think we went into this game well prepared. I think the starting eleven was great. Not so much on Zaidu's part, but I do understand why he was used because of his speed and some sort. And I guess you could say the physicality, but the speed and recovery is always important yeah. when you're playing against sides that you're not really familiar with, uh, in my opinion. So I think the approach was great. I think he got it right on the starting 11. I was really happy to see Taremi back in the starting lineup. I think ever since the international break, and I think this is the break that he needed. He needed the international break, and then he needed to sit on the bench uh, in the last game. And then when he did come off the bench for, uh, for Eva Nielsen, he got that important goal. And I think we're finding, he's finding his way back to being his old self, you know, three games, four goals. He scored in each single game for both club and country. This is what we wanted to see from Tedemi. What'd you think of his performance? Uh, I was happy with it. I think this is something we, we have to keep in mind, right? Is this player thought he was leaving this transfer window and then all of a sudden deals are falling through and now he's with Porto, right? So, and while all this is happening, he's playing for us. So yeah. his future is, un- is unstable and maybe this stability is what he needed, right? He needed to know what his home was going to be. I mean, who knows when you're in that process, do you really want to get injured playing for the team you're at right now to go to the next one? You don't, yeah. right? Like, I'm sorry. I don't care. Like, I don't care as much as you love Porto, but there's a big contract on the deal. I mean, on the table. So do you really want to get injured? You don't. And then all of a sudden, like things fall through. Maybe who knows what the what was said in the process, but that all that stuff messes with your mental. Maybe you think you're not good enough, right? Yeah. Who knows? But uh, I, I think he'll be fine. I think his, his mental is probably back in place. He, he sees some stability. The transfer window's closed. He doesn't have to worry about any of that. He knows where his home is at the moment, and I think he's just going to give her his all. And he'll, I don't know if he'll be the per- Taremi of the past or – 
what, but I, he's still a great player. So I think he has plenty to give us. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, that that finish was just beautiful. Yeah, I mean, in, in both games, it was perfect. Yeah, and we yeah. in 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 the in this game, we saw him squander one. I think it was in the game prior to the uh, the Amadora game, right before the international mm-hmm. break. Um, yeah. I want to say it was the draw. I forget. I now I forget who the heck we we drew against. I think it was Aroca, where he, where yep. the classic Taremi would have buried that opportunity, and this was a very similar take this was a similar shot similar position and he got it right it was a tough position it was a tough position a tough shot to connect well and get it as accurate as he did so i think i think we're starting to see teremi come back we saw him shush the crowd he's you know he's he's silencing the critics and those all those celebrations that he's had he's showing that he's back and he's and he's ready to to prove the the haters wrong whether he's staying with us next year if he's going to do a a contract renewal or not i think he has to have a big season regardless so if he wants to have that big contract if he wants to play for a bigger club and get paid more he has to perform otherwise he's not going to get the deal that he wants so whatever happens i hope that he does perform at a high level because i think this team has a lot of firepower a lot of quality and if we have a classic that up there up top Oh man, we're, it, it could be a really, really good season for us. Before we move on to the Twitter questions, I got a couple of more things. Uh, Galenu, your boy. This guy was already the, the UCL team of the week. Two goals, one assist. He definitely <laughs> needed this performance, man. And I it, agree. The decision-making was was great. The yeah. the passing, the 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 dribbling, the shot accuracy, the whole nine yards, nine point four rating on sofa score. Man, please. The the mic is yours, man. <laughs> hey man, this is this is the Galena we know. And if he wants to be in any discussion with Luis Diaz, these are the performances he's going to have to bring, right? Yeah. And what better night to do it than on a Champions League night? This is where you have to show that you are as good as we say you are. And I mean, this was a phenomenal performance and I hope it just carries forward to the rest of the season. Sometimes maybe he was on a, a mental slouch or who knows, but maybe his confidence is back. Yeah. Maybe it was never gone. Who knows? But this was beautiful and we need to see plenty more of this if he wants to be the caliber player that he can be. Yeah. I always said it, you know, since the season started, since the Super Cup or the Super Tasa. It's the decision-making. It's not the quality of the player. It's this mental lapse that Teremi had, or what, or, and I'm sure a few other players too, just the decision-making that Galeno really needed to correct. And in this game, he was sublime. You know, five stars. I couldn't ask for much more from him. He was sensational. We definitely needed that boost from him, and he definitely needed this game. Both him and Teremi in a Champions League, the biggest competition, first game of, of the group stage. They both needed this, and hopefully this carries forward into the league this weekend. So before we jump into the Twitter questions, David Carmo, okay? This is his second start uh, in two games. Uh, It's been a while since we've seen him start. It was like, what, last October? October of 2021 or November of 2021? He barely played in, in, I'm not 2021, uh, 2022. He barely played in all of 2023 last season. What are you, 
playing it in in a back three on in the weekend, playing in the back four in this game in the Champions League. What do you think overall with him from his performances? This is what Sergio wants out of him, right? Yeah. Sergio wants to be able to trust him. He wa- I, Sergio wants him to start. It's just I don't think what he's shown in the past made Sergio believe or that he is his starting guy. And I think the opportunity has arisen, and I think this is it. If he can continue the performances that he's having right now, I think he'll earn that spot. But until until Sergio is completely convinced, he's going to go with what he knows, and which is true and tr- tested, which is Marcano and Pep, because he knows what they're going to give each and every game. So until Carmo convinces Sergio, it's that spot is not his, but I think this opportunity right here is going to make or break yep. that for Carmo. Yeah, definitely. And uh, with Ivan Marcano out for several months from the injury that he picked up last weekend, this is the guy and this is, this is the guy that needs to stay healthy and needs to show up in games. And I'm really happy to see what I've seen so far. And I think He's only going to get better with more experience. He's going to be much more polished, much more comfortable in these games. And then when he gets into these scenarios in games where the defense really needs to step up, he's really going to have that maturity. So uh, that's going to be important. It's a long season, and I and we're pretty thin at center back. And I think in January we're going to need another one. So we need him to be as sharp as possible. If he continues to keep growing and growing performance after performance, I think we're going to be in good hands at center back. Great, great performance. All right, let's jump in to the best part of the show, the Twitter questions. Our first question comes from Cam Raffier at Cam Raffier. Is Teremi back to his form or do you still want him benched? <laughs> yeah, I mean, great performances. I mean, the international break with Iran, he scored a couple of goals in the last game that he played for for Iran. I forgot who they play against. And then he scored in each of the goals, each of the games that he's played with Porto. And I think in the game over the weekend, on the road, being benched and then getting that opportunity to prove himself, it was a sublime goal. It was a great play and it was a fantastic finish. So he definitely needs to... uh, he He needs to start again because I think he just needed time off just to evaluate, just to figure things out on himself. Because sometimes players, when they're in slumps, they need time off from the field just to get back into their groove. And I think this is exactly what happened. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, I agree. I I think just coming off, based off the last two performances, I think he's earned respect and uh, his starting spot back for the time being. If he can continue to produce and play at the level he's capable of. I, I mean, there's no reason he shouldn't be in the starting 11, right? Yeah. It's just that we, we felt he was underperforming. It felt like he was lacking some intensity or it was whether it was confidence. But with these last two performances, he's earned his starting 11 spot. Yep. You can't put him to the bench if he's playing like this. Yeah, 100%. Matt's at Matt's Attack 9. If you were a player, who would likely be your your closest teammate at Porto? For me, it would be Danny Namasu Loader because we are both English and the same age. Hence, I expect we'd be talking to each other the most. I love these questions. Awesome <laughs> question. What, what, uh, what's your answer, Jason? Um, I'm probably going to go with Pep. Yeah. I think uh, I'm a little tapped in the head. I like, I'm a defender, and I'd probably do a lot of the th- antics and things he does and plus 
I'd probably want to know about his experiences in the Champions League. I mean, that guy's played some for some legendary teams from Real Madrid to the Porto he played for to the Portugal he played for. So he mu- that guy must be full of stories. <laughs> uh, man, for me, this one's tough. Uh, if Otavio was on the team, it would definitely be him. But uh, mm. I was a goalkeeper throughout my entire life, but... You know, there's only one goalkeeper, and I wouldn't be starting over Duco Costa. So, uh, <laughs> say if I'm a field player or whatever, I think, uh, I don't know, I'll go with Alan Varela because I love Argentina as a country. I've been there, I visited there, I love everything about it, and I love the team. I don't want to say I love them, but I appreciate Boca Juniors a lot. I always think that they are like the Porto of Argentina, and I love that. That grinta that he has, that that gara. I'm sorry, I'm like using the Italian word. The gara that he has from being at Boca Juniors, I think it's very simple. Uh, it's very similar to the one at Porto, so I think I can kind of assimilate with him. So I think he would be my uh, my best friend or closest friend on the team if I was a Porto player. Nice, Brandon H at B H Papaya. Love the pod, guys. Can you break down Andre Franco's game on Tuesday? He was showing up in interesting places all first half, often dropping behind Mario in the buildup, and then centrally other times his two shots were excellent given their distance from goal. Yeah, this was definitely a, a different Andre Franco who started off more on the outside to the right. I would think that it would be Ivan... Ivan Jaime being more on the right side or with Andre Franco being in the middle, but it was good to see him really just getting involved in the attack, making the right passes. And then in the built up, you saw a lot of the overlapping runs from João Mario and, um, you know, João Mario passing Andre Franco and he's kind of like lean, laying back a little bit. It was, I felt he, he was very comfortable in making the right decisions and he wasn't afraid to take the shots that he had. He could have had a couple of goals or at least a couple of his efforts, two or three of his efforts were, were really excellent and surprising. Love the confidence in him. And I think he was, he didn't do too bad against Amadora on over the weekend. Granted, not everyone played well on the attack, but he wasn't terrible per se, but um, I really liked him. What would you think of his performance? I liked him. I, I think the kid's good. Um, I think this is one of those kids who has a lot of potential that hasn't been unlocked. <clears throat> and I, I was impressed with this performance. I liked what I saw. But um, I think, I don't know, Sergio tends to have these guys who they don't, like on the attack, they just, they, they love to do rotations. And maybe he's just one of those kids who he loves, when he finds a space, he loves to take it. And what better... What better side to do it on than, like, he's with the stocky, right? He, he has that defensive cover, and then you have Varela as the other center mid. So you have the defensive guys, right? Yeah. So why not just let those other guys have the freedom? Yeah. And and I love to see the shots coming from him, like, take them, man. This is, like, if you don't score if you don't shoot. Right. And if you know how to shoot a ball, go for it. And, you know, he... the, the shots were coming off nicely off his foot. So want to see more yeah. of that from him. Definitely. Paul Andres at Andres, 1973. How would you assess Alan Varela's minutes so far in the starting 11? Sergio Conceição has been giving um, Franco an opportunity as of late. How do you rate his performances in the last couple of games? Yeah. Uh, You know, we saw a lot of Franco and Varela 
in both of the last games, and I, I think Varela is gelling perfectly so far. I think he's, I think he's an anchor defensively, and I think I, I don't want to say that he covers as much ground as Oribe did, but I think he's just so smart defensively that he doesn't have to work as hard as Uribe did. And I think in terms of his duels and be, the ability of winning challenges, he's he's far superior. And on the offensive side, he his passes, his vision are absolutely sublime. I really enjoy watching this kid play. And it's, it's amazing how fast he's been able to make it to the starting 11. Um you know, so quickly and, and doing so well as, as he has, despite the team just not being as great. He's definitely been one of the best players in the time that he has been on the pitch. So I'm really happy to see that. And Franco, you know, we, we just talked about him on the last question. I think he's been, I, I thought he was sensational in the, in the Champions League game and he was okay over the weekend. And I hope to see more and more uh, of him playing the way that he did with that confidence. You know, seeing those two shots that were really well taken, we want to see more of that from players that we really don't expect. What do you think? Vedella is a freaking rock, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we needed this kid so bad. Like, I I told you my biggest gripe with Uribe was, like, yeah, you, we know his capabilities aren't the greatest, right? But there's games where you're like, oh, okay, like, you're capable of that. But it doesn't come every, each and every game. And... Like he, like you said, his work rate had to make up for his inadequacy. Yeah. But for me, Varela is just class. Like he understands what he's doing. He feels very in control. He doesn't look like he's flailing and panicking. Like he knows his positioning. He knows how to tackle. He'll get he'll get his follows every here one like here and there. But going forward, defending, like he's just in a much better class than Uribe was, and that was a huge. He's a huge pickup for this team. He's a rock. Yeah, and and at times too, it looked like we were like when we were playing with four in the back. It looked like at times we had three in the back, given how deep he was playing, and yep. being that center of center backs, you have yep. to be that play. You have to have the ability to create to have that long ball pass and everything. He really was just going in and out of that 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 center back position and into that number six position throughout the entire game and it was just so smooth so effortless but you know this this kid I really believe has the potential to be something really special at such a young age he's taking control of the midfield and he's just assimilating perfectly into the system and into the Portuguese league and already into the Champions League you know I I hope I hope we can get more than one year out of him but uh I love what I see so far from him amazing yeah, I agree. I, I think it's going to be tough to get more than one season out of him. Yeah. I'll I'll be very happy if we do, but uh, I could see why we don't if yeah. it does not happen. Yeah. Jack Hacken, Casapia, enjoyer at Companator. If you were a Porto scout with the power to sign players, who would you try to sign on in January and for which exact position and which Porto legend would you want to have as your direct colleague on the job? Man, these are great questions today. Love them. <laughs> so what position and who would be the Porto legend for you? Position would be left back. Yeah. <laughs> I need, to, need to fix that region, man. I'm sorry. Like, I, I get why Zaidu played this match and he did, I guess, the, the best he could to his capability. <laughs> but it's just, he's not cutting it, man. I need a left back. He did the I mean, best the rest of the team could. is looking. Yeah. The rest of the team is looking pretty solid. Uh, a lot of 
potentials getting unlocked. I'm happy to see what I see. And I think for Porto legend, it'd have to be, if we're going for coach, Jose Mourinho would love to work with him and just pick his brain or Benny McCarthy. I just love that guy's passion for Portugal and Porto. Yeah, Benny McCarthy, man. Dude, Nostalgia over here. Dude, I would love to see Mourinho as the president of this club. <laughs> no, he th- would talk so much crap, though. I would love <laughs> no. it, but he just would never would. He's, he's, got, he's got too many years left to coach. Oh, man. No, but seriously, how amazing yeah. would that guy be as a president in Porto? Oh. At Porto. That, he'd, oh. oh, he'd be amazing. Oh, that would be... That'd be epic. I would love. He'd have his own TV show for the as long as he's president. Oh yeah, and there would always be a place for him on this podcast. Just you know, oh, that's yeah. that, dude. That's that's my bucket list. Having Jose Mourinho <laughs> on this podcast. Oh, that insane. has to be the ultimate goal of this podcast insane. is to get Jose Mourinho on here. He's not even a Porto legend. That guy's a Porto god. Man. Yeah, like and Benny McCarthy too. So oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I would say uh, right now we definitely need a center back with Marcano being out basically yeah. until, you know, the middle of next year, probably the whole season. And I don't Pepe know. being 40. Pepe being 40. That leaves 40, us. Yeah. Watch, watch. It's going to happen. We're going to see a lot of Carmo and Cardozo as our center backs. Mm. Center back duos in this game, in, uh, in our season. Yeah. There's no yeah. way Pep's going to be playing all these games, so it's bound to yeah. happen. So center back, definitely, and Porto legend. Oh, man. Let's go with Paul Futre, man. Yeah, let's there go with him. He's That guy is an absolute animal and a goofball. You know, it's I don't know if you've seen the, the Figu documentary where he was just, like, pretending to be on the phone with uh, – What's his name? Perez, the president of Real Madrid for the deal to go on. Like the guy was an absolute animal in that documentary. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go with uh, Paulo Futre. I'm sure he'll make a few people laugh while he's doing the the crazy business deal that that he used to do back in the day. So, yeah, Paulo Futre. And we definitely need a center back for me. Yeah, that, that's a fair. <laughs> Carlos at Carlos underscore A1381. Now that we've seen most summer signings for a few games, what are your thoughts on each of the signings? Uh, I know we touched up on Varela. We touched up, actually, we didn't touch up on anyone else, really, just Varela. Um, let's see. Ivan, I, we, we haven't talked too much about Ivan Jaime. What did you think of him so far this year? Being introduced Jaime, in late. I um, I like what I see so far. Yeah. I think we need to see more. And we know what he's capable of. But uh, I'm still happy with his performances at the moment. I want to see more friend Navarro. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna, That's what it, I want to see more. It's going to be tough, man. You know, now yeah, that Tedemi stayed and, and Tedemi's playing. That, that really screws him. So I don't know. Maybe we'll see him lined up with with uh, Teremi. You know, Teremi is can be that playmaker. So and Fran yeah. Navarro can be that finisher. So who knows? Maybe we'll see that that duo. That would be a pretty lethal duo if Fran Navarro on his day and Teremi on his day together up top wouldn't be too bad. But um, let's do one more. Uh, Nico Gonzalez. We haven't seen too much of him in the last couple of games, but what did you think of him in the beginning of the season, you know, getting the early starts? I think it was in the second game of the season or whatnot. Uh, what do you think of him so far? He's good. Yeah. Um, he's going to be playing a lot this season. He's going to be 
starting some games, rotating others. But I, I think a lot of our midfield is going to see rotation this season, aside from Varela. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone else is going to get rotated in and out. Yeah, I think those those guys have they have a key role in many of our games, and the job changes from game to game depending on the team we're playing. And Sergio likes that dynamic, so I think that's what he's going to do. That's just who Sergio, Sergio's had that, I guess, privilege these last few years, mm-hmm. and he's going to continue to do that because I mean, this year, I know we don't have Vitinha or Kira Arsenal, but. He still has some good midfielders, but he has a lot more flexibility this season. So yeah. he's he's gonna he's gonna change that middle a lot. Yeah, and no Otavio. So too. I think everyone will play. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so you know, I, it's a, I like him. It's a bliss. He's a good presence. He he's got decent feet. I, he's played at a high level. He he knows how to play the game. Yeah, I think this is a good problem to have. I think yeah. mixing around Ostakiu, Varela, Nico. Well, Varela, as you mentioned, is going to start. He'll play 95% more often than not, I think so. Yeah, and then Unless having he's hurt or tired. Yeah, and then having yeah. Grujic in for certain, you know, yep. circumstances, preserving lead, whatever cup games. I think this is perfect. Yep. What we got going yeah. on in the midfield, we're definitely cooking there. So we're fortunate. Yeah, one one hundred percent. Brian Pereira at B Pereira underscore ten twenty two. Did we make the right move selling uh, late? And signing David Carmo. I mean, no, I mean it was obvious from the day we sold him. We sold him for dirt cheap. Yeah. When when we had the what was it the loan to buy option? Right. And you're looking and you're just like, this is a joke, right? But it was an obligation. Me to no. Buy. Yes. Which was me saying no at the same time. I'm gonna say yes because he would have never been the player he is today if he stayed at Porto. Yeah. It's that simple. So. The would we love to have the form of Diego Leite that he is at this current moment? Yes. Would we have had him if he stayed on Porto? No. Because yeah. those opportunities to develop and play and make mistakes wouldn't have been there for him. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Alex at LLEW underscore Alex. Judging by the performance in the Champions League, how far do you think Porto could reach? You know, for me, it it, it depends. Uh it, it depends how who we draw in the knockout stages and how it looks in the knockout stage bracket. So I think this year there could be a chance that Porto could go far because we do have an excellent team. We have a lot of depth. We have a lot of good quality. And I think if we can get another center back in January and maybe a left back, it would be perfect. I think the quality in the Champions League is a lot lower than it was last year. And I think that's beneficial to us. So I think teams like Bayern, there is no Chelsea. There is no Liverpool. I don't think Manchester United is very good at all. I don't think um, Newcastle are very good. Usually those Manchester United, Newcastle spots are going to be taken by teams like a good Liverpool or a good Chelsea. We don't really have that. And then even in La Liga, there aren't too many great teams in La Liga, just obviously Real Madrid and Barcelona. You know, Real Sociedad, Sevilla, they're not really convincing. I think we could compete with them. So I think if we get out of the first round of the knockout stage, it's like an open game. So if we can get our act together and play good football and all the signings come together, I think we can go on a little deep run, much like what Benfica did last year. So who knows? What do you think? 
Yeah, I agree. I think this, like you said, this is not the strongest Champions League that we've seen in the past, whether I'd say even maybe like eight years. Mm -hmm. But um, if we can avoid drawing Man City, we can go to a... (laughs) We can make a run to the... Like, you can believe in a final run. I'm not saying we're going to the finals. I just want to... Listen, every year we make it out of the group stages, I'm very happy. And then I take it game by game from there. Right. So... We have to make it out of the group stage. Can't be an embarrassment. I'm glad we started off with a nice win. It's going to be great for the confidence. It's great for the standings on the table and just uh, putting a little bit of respect on our name because we are in that tier of the clubs with the most appearances in this competition. We're just one appearance behind the top two. Mm-hmm. So it's we, we have a reputation to keep in this, this competition and we tend to, to uphold it. And don't get me wrong, we've had embarrassing years, but I think this team is very capable of making Porto proud. And uh, we definitely have the potential to make a run. But like I said, let's make it out of the group stages, and then we go from there. Yeah, it all depends who we draw. Take it, yeah. You know, and I think game by game. I think finishing in first place in this group is definitely going to make it a little bit easier to to avoid Manchester City in the first round. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot of other good, great teams too in in the hunt for the Champions League, but. I think oh, yeah, I, I feel like this year more so like more than last year, even the last year there was, you know, chances for Cinderella teams. You know, we had the Milan clubs, we had Benfica, Porto, if they got by Inter Milan, which we lost by just one game, oh, but by one goal in aggregate, all four of those teams went further than anyone would have uh, expect, you know, at least Benfica and both Milan clubs. So who knows? I think this year we might see a, a couple of Cinderella teams and I think we could be one of those. So let's hope for that. Last question comes from our friend Baba Melly at Blueberry Caves. It's almost impossible for us Europeans to follow the Portuguese league this season. Where can I legally stream Porto games? I'm tired of the bad quality and no commentary. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do not have the answer to that. But Baba Melly, I will try my best to get the answer for you. I don't know, Jason, if you if you have any idea for how how Europeans outside to... of Portugal can watch the games. I th- I mean, if you I don't know if you have a VPN, but if you have a VPN like NordVPN or something of that sort, you can just get the Gold TV app. And I don't know if Europe has access to the Gold TV app, but I know Canada does. Yep, and you could watch every Portuguese league game through there. Yeah, look into it. It's nine ninety nine a month, uh, U.S. dollars. So I don't know what it is euros, and uh, reach reach out to us actually, and maybe we can chat about it. I can look into it more. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely spread the word out there. You know, there's all Europeans throughout Europe are watching Porto, different countries. So I'm sure there's a way. We'll definitely ask around, and we'll get back to you. We'll message you, and you know, we want to make sure that you watch the game because. You are a true portista, Baba Melli. So we wanna we wanna help you out and make sure that you watch the games. So, all right, that does it for this episode, Jason. Any last words? No, feels great to be back. That's <laughs> I think that's gonna be the uh, the title of this episode. Feels great to be back. Porto's back. We're back, and you know it's all smiles around. Good performances, and hopefully this weekend against Gil Vicente, we pick up another w get three more points that is definitely needed so that's it so 
Guys, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Porto Podcast in English. Follow us on Twitter at FC Porto Pod ENG, on Instagram, Porto Pod ENG, on Facebook, the Porto Podcast in English. And if you like the show, please hit the five stars, whether it's on Spotify or Apple or iTunes. Leave a five star review if you could. It really helps us grow. And we will see you on the next episode. Thank you.